0: I'm Arjoba from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Georgia Update for Thursday, the 7th of October, 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Sakar Bello. We'll start this week with Misha's pre-election arrival in Georgia. That's right, Misha's back. As we mentioned last week, Misha posted a photo of his reserved airline ticket to Georgia for the evening of the 2nd of October which was the day of the country's municipal election. Here's the part where we skip over our blunder in saying it was all for attention and that there was no way he would actually return. Sorry about that. The night of Thursday, the 30th of October, now a citizen of Ukraine, Misha released a live video from Batumi. In the video, he urged the public to vote for the Natsbyh in the elections, and called on supporters to take to the streets to challenge the current government. Of course. Initially, everyone thought the video was a fake. The head of the ruling Otsneva party, Irakli Kobachidze, referred to Misha as a clown. The Georgian Interior Ministry also claimed that Sakashvili had not crossed the Georgian border. As it turned out, he really did cross the border and was detained on Friday the 1st in Tbilisi. The owner of the apartment where Misha was staying and two people that helped him cross have also been detained for covering up the crime. What criminal charges are filed against him, you ask? Cases which are currently being heard in Tbilisi court are unlawful raiding of TV channel Imedi, violent dispersal of anti-government protests on the 7th of November 2007, illegal takeover of Badri Katsashvili's property, embezzlement of state funds of about 9 million Ladi, which is about 3 million U.S. dollars. He claimed all the allegations are false. Georgian President Salome Zurabashvili stated that she will never pardon Saakashvili, who entered the country to sow destabilization, noting that before the law, all are equal. During this week, a number of diplomats and politicians have addressed the former president's return to Georgia. U.S. Ambassador to Georgia, Kelly Dignan has commented on the issue by saying, quote, "What the country needed was a peaceful, calm election environment and not political instability and violence." End quote. On the other hand, 3rd of October, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky announced at a briefing that he would work to bring the former Georgian president back to Ukraine, just maybe not back to Odessa. Speaking of elections, a total of 51.9% of eligible voters cast ballots in the municipal elections. Not bad, according to the results. So it's mayoral candidates won elections in 44 districts out of a total of 64, while runoffs will be held in the remaining 20, as mayoral candidates did not receive enough votes to overcome the mandatory 50% threshold, since Georgia does not have instant runoff ranked choice voting. A second round of mayoral elections is scheduled on the 30th of October in five big cities, Tbilisi, Rustavi, Kutaisi, Poti, and Batumi. In Tbilisi, Otsneba's mayoral candidate Kaladze got 40.33% of the votes, followed Natzebi party 27.9% and four Georgia party 8.9%. This means that the Otsneba party is set to take control in Tbilisi's 50-member city assembly, Sacraboulo with at least 28 seats. Other parties that have cleared the 2.5% threshold and are entering the Sacraboulo are Lelo, Girchi, the beloved Pinecones, and Anidolidze for People. In total, Otsneba party got 47.25% of votes nationwide. As you well know, because we've said it here, according to the EU-mediated agreement, The ruling party needed at least 43% in order not to repeat parliamentary elections in 2022. If 47% stands, then there will be no parliamentary elections held early. The OSCE mission, which has monitored the municipal elections in the country, made the super useful comment that the elections were generally well administered but were held in the midst of a political crisis characterized by hardened polarization. Thanks, guys. Currently, the police are investigating 27 alleged crimes related to the pre-election period, including cases of theft, damaging of campaign banners, and alleged violence. On Tuesday, the 5th of October, caucus's data blog published an interesting article entitled How Widespread Is Vote Buying Perceived to be in Georgia? The survey data suggested that in total 12% of the public know someone whom a political party had promised personal gain to in exchange for their votes. According to the findings, one in five people said vote buying is the main barrier to free and fair elections in the country. Link in the show notes. On Saturday the second, the Georgian State Security Service announced that the Russian occupation regime banned movement from Abkhazia region to the Russian to the Tbilisi controlled territory for all individuals except those in need of medical assistance. On Monday the fourth, four point five million U.S. dollar agreement was signed between UNDP, Georgian Ministry of Regional Development, to implement flood protection measures in four municipalities of the country: Abasha, Kobuleti, Lagodechi, and Senaki. On the same day the Georgian government allocated 14 million lari, which is about 4.5 million US dollars, in subsidies to assist farmers whose grape harvest was affected by the heavy hail. This week, all public and private schools resumed in-person studies. The Ministry of Education still gives parents the opportunity to choose whether they prefer in-person studies or distance learning. All schools have been provided with disinfectant solutions, thermoscreen devices, and disinfection barriers for the year. Also, all children will be required to wear face masks in school to prevent the spread of infections. According to the Ministry of Education, about 67% of teachers and school administration staff have been vaccinated. Speaking of vaccinations, the vaccination rate in Georgia remains low, with a daily average of only about 8,000 people getting vaccinated. As of Wednesday this week, about uh, 993,000 people have been fully vaccinated, while a target of the Georgian government is to vaccinate 30,000 people daily to reach its vaccination goal of 60% of the country's population by the end of the year prompted by widespread reluctance to get vaccinated. On Tuesday the 5th, the head of the Georgian National Center for Disease Control, Amiran Gamchelidze, announced an initiative. Medical workers will travel to different regions on mobile units to speak to locals about the benefits of vaccination. In other news, restaurants, cafes, and bars will now be allowed to work until 11 p.m. The Interagency Coordination Council made a decision on Tuesday the 5th. Also, the topic of food, on Friday the 1st of October, A new factory of Italian bread and semi-finished products, Romiveria, opened in Tbilisi. About 1 million euros were invested in the factory, and it currently employs 35 people. Last week, Civic Idea published a seventh report of China Watch, which analyzes misconduct related to the activities of the Chinese company China Road and Bridge Corporation, CRBC, in Georgia. According to the report, despite the World Bank sanctions and the U.S. skepticism, the Georgian government keeps actively cooperating with CRBC. The mismanagement of the company is mainly related to labor safety conditions. Currently, the company is managing several projects around the country, but the criterion by which CRBC was selected is not shown in the electronic system of state procurement. Want to know more about Chinese companies in Georgia? Check the show notes. And finally, on Monday the 4th, two Georgian pianists swept three of the four awards at the Kissinger Piano Olympics. Giorgi Gigalashvili earned the top prize and the audience award in the finals, while Sandro Niberidze was second prize recipient. On Wednesday the 6th, Georgian judoka Giorgi Sardalashvili claimed gold at the Junior World Championship in Italy after defeating his Azerbaijani rival Turan Bajmirov in the under-60-kilo category. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app or platform. The updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Bello. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Nachwam <laughs>